1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome back to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and today we're going to be talking about lying, manipulation, and avoidance in relationships. So if any of that is happening for you, if you feel like the trust has fallen out with you and your partner... Uh, or someone really close to you, you are in the right place. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Hey, I'm back. It's nice to be here with you. I'm very excited as always to be doing the podcast and always excited when I'm doing an Ask Dr. Abby episode. We've just started those here in season four and uh, I'm really stoked about them. I have literally like piles of um questions that have come in which i just all of them fascinating uh but a lot of them are really similar in what you're asking and so uh sometimes when they're super similar i'm trying to kind of answer a few in one and today we're going to really be covering uh like i said in the intro this uh, lying manipulation uh avoidance distrust uh, and it's really, I'm taking a different spin on it today. So I, I this question is really good and has a lot of depth. So I'm, we're, we're going to really be going there today. Uh, and uh, as always, you know, I sponsor the podcast myself. And if you want to support me and the podcast, I would greatly appreciate you checking out my book. I haven't talked about my book in a while. Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing, uh, is just... I'm really proud of the book. It's an Amazon number one bestseller and you can get it also on Audible. You can get it, uh, you know, digital, Kindle, obviously as an actual uh, hardcover copy. And I really hope you check it out. And it does come with a bonus toolkit that's for free that you can download uh to really, you know, get that learn on and really change your relationship. And even if you're not married, it all works. And uh, if you uh, are liking the podcast, I would greatly, greatly as always appreciate you leaving a review. And uh, if you like it, hopefully five stars. Um, And leave a review, it really helps, you know, all the algorithm stuff and all that, if you do that. And if you listen on Audible, because we're on Audible now, the podcast is, not just my book, then it'd be great if you left a review there. That would be super amazing. So that's enough of that. Let's get to the question. So here we go, and I'm going to change some of this a little bit, but basically, um this person wrote in, and she said, uh, "Well, first of all, she says, "Abby, you do amazing work and bring knowledge to the world that has improved my life and the relational lives of others. I love your uh longer podcasts. so some of you have written in that you don't like the longer podcasts, you like them shorter, but see, this is what happens for me. It's hard to please everybody but as you know, I like to babble. So a lot of times they're longer because I just like to get it all in. So, uh, what she's saying is that she searched for lying in my search engine. You know, if you go to my website, you can, there's a search engine in there and you can search like lying, cheating, whatever, you know, mindfulness, whatever floats your boat. And you'll, uh, get whatever I've written, talked about, you know, the blog, everything, um, there. And so she says she's looked for that and she's listened to almost all the podcasts and my book, thank you. Uh, but but she, there's something that hasn't quite been answered and it's a really good question she asked. So I'm, I'm excited to, to get into this because I think a lot of you have this and don't realize it, that it's happening. So she says, I'm in a, you know, she and her husband are in this sort of dynamic where her husband will lie to manage her emotions. Do you know how common this is? I just wanna say that. This happens all the time but people don't realize that's what's happening that someone isn't is you know saying yes 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 to something because they don't want you to get upset but then later they're going and doing whatever it is that they really wanted to do anyway and they're kind of ignoring what you asked or whatever you know or they're again saying yes to things that they really don't want to say yes to because they're trying not to get you upset and that's lying it's lying i know and but we don't necessarily think of it as lying. you know lying we think of as more as um, you know uh, she she said she was out with her girlfriends and she was really out with a guy that That's a lie you know, that feels like the lie. But this managing emotions, and I do want to say though I put it in a slightly different category than quote unquote regular lying like that, like you know maybe you're cheating on your partner and you're lying about it. That to me is different than this, this emotional manipulation. Uh, most of the time people do it and they have no idea they're doing it. And that is different than lying. When we lie, we know we're doing it. So I wanna say that first. First, I haven't even read the whole question yet, but I wanna say that first and foremost. So, and and it also helps you really think of it differently. Your partner trying to manage your emotions isn't cool and we wanna change that, but they're not knowingly, maliciously trying to like get over usually. Sometimes they are if they, you know, again, uh, if there's a really sinister thing going on, but what this woman's talking about and what other people have come to me with, it's usually not sinister. It's just people trying to get by in their marriage and trying not to rock the boat is is generally what it is. But of course, when that happens, we avoid intimacy and closeness and that becomes a problem. So let me keep reading and I'll, I'll try to shut up for a moment. So... Uh, now I have to find my place. Sorry. Uh, so she says um, he lies to manage my emotion. Um, Isn't he expects constant peace and happiness and avoids having the experience of uncomfortable emotions? So he's really wanting it always to be like good. Uh, he doesn't want to see me sad or thinks that he just wants a happy, peaceful evening. So maybe you know she tries to talk to him and he he's avoiding things. For me, this feels fake and doesn't allow us to have a deep, intimate connection. True. I understand this need in him she's by the way this person who wrote this i wish i could say her name out loud but i'm keeping it anonymous but i love how she's writing this it's just beautiful because she's taking responsibility too and being very loving about it so um but it's okay if you write to me and you're just bitching and moaning about your partner we're we're cool we're gonna be cool so only uh for me this feels fake and does allow us to have a deep intimate connection i understand this need in him only certain emotions must have been allowed in his family and i suspect that everyone was expected to be happy i mean how many that was my family (laughs) i never saw my parents fight literally uh they did not fight did not fight i saw some kind of snipping sometimes you know little teasing that didn't feel good but they never actually like fought you know neither of them ever marched out of the house like that stuff did not happen in my house so uh you know, I felt like I grew up in kind of this perfect house, and but what happens when that when that goes on is that we uh, don't tolerate unwanted emotions very well. Because remember, feeling emotions, identifying emotions, and feeling emotions and expressing emotions—that's a skill set. You're not born with that. Well, you kind—that's not true. You're born with that, but then it gets beaten out of you, kind of. So yeah, babies have a want or a need, you know, and they will cry or do whatever babies do to get, you know, maybe even smile at you once they can to get their needs met. But often like if I'm, if if there's a baby crying and nobody ever comes or does anything, the baby stops, learns to stop crying. So we, they respond to the environment. So they, you do learn these skills, but you don't learn healthy ones, I guess is really what I should have said about that. So um, that's kind of how that looks. So uh I can imagine he doesn't trust me, otherwise he would be more open and vulnerable. And again, I, I don't know that it's just about trusting you to the person reading this and to the person feeling this. I know you're listening right now, and many of you going, Oh, that's me. We often ascribe meaning to what our partners do. We decide what it means. Well, he knew what he how I would react when he said that. He did that to get my goat, uh she should know by now that that bugs me, whatever you know we do this thing about reading minds, so let's not go there uh so and she says I can imagine she says nice language here, but it's not that it, you're right, she's right, he doesn't trust, but he doesn't realize he doesn't trust if someone asked him, I'm sure he would say he trusts her a hundred percent because we often think of trust as like that they that you know oh my my husband won't steal my money or Go or cheat on me. So I trust him. But trust is a multi layered piece. And uh, I have a podcast on the trust triad. There's like three pieces to trust, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, but for now, and maybe I'll mention a little bit as we go. But uh, anyway, that's a s- kind of again, kind of separate nuance of all this. So, uh, but let's keep going. I don't know how to change myself to receive more honesty from him. I also don't know how to set up consequences for this behavior of his and acknowledge that there must be something about me that needs to change. It's gotten to the point for me that I even question it. If he says he loves me, I, and I, I hear this a lot again, this, I loved this because I had other people write in with questions that were similar to this in tone and in my practice with couples Uh, And individuals I see this, you know, people will say to me I don't even know if I can trust that he loves me anymore or they really just don't believe it deep down You know and that can be their own stuff their stuff, whatever. Uh, I don't feel safe with him I'm sorry and the fact that he lies to me shows that he doesn't trust or feel safe with me Which he would which he would deny oh she does say that I guess I didn't read that very well the first time through I know that my negativity bias is in play and that there is also truth in what I'm feeling. Yes, very nice. <laughs> I hope you learned all this on my podcast because you're you're killing it here. Uh, it's true. Both are true. We have some negativity bias and then there's truth in what we're feeling. Yes, both are true. So get that. I no longer know what to believe that he tells me and logically know that he is truthful about plenty of things. I'm fighting my this negativity bias and negative sentiment. I n- just no longer know when I can have faith in what he tells me and I don't know what to do could you do a deep dive on dishonesty and how to overcome lying in a relationship? I know you've covered trust. You know, she talks about that. Um, But okay. So there's a lot to say here, right? Which I've already said, I've already said some of it, Uh, but there's, there's a lot going on in that uh, when our partners. Okay. So let's just start here. So, you know, men and women communicate differently. Those of us in heterosexual relationships, I'll just throw that out there. And uh, if we're using, you know, for the terms of the podcast, I do say men and women. Um, and so, uh, and there's this different style of communication that happens and I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to do an episode on that. How do you like that? I'm going to do like a, a regular episode with the research and all that on male, female communication, how that's different. How do you like, how do you like them apples? So, <laughs> but anyway, either way, uh, for now, just know that, yes, so this communication is different, and. Uh, women, you know, we're just, again, socialized to, to, we're socialized more around our feelings than men are in general here in the United States. So a lot of times, and again, and I don't know uh, what kind of family this man grew up in or that she grew up in, you know, I don't have any background when you guys send me these things. So there could be, you know, if you come from an alcoholic home, for example, or, you know, your, the parents were alcoholic and you're a child of an alcoholic, there's some rules in those homes. Don't talk, don't trust, don't feel and so when you pull that into a a long-term relationship or a marriage obviously not talking not trusting not feeling is a problem so you can say all the right things and do all the right things but you're it's it's uh very much you know what he's doing is very indicative of those kind of homes and maybe he just comes from a really dysfunctional home or who knows again i don't know i don't have all the background but what i can say is that uh there's a little bit of an avoidant kind of thing going on, right? And that's what we have to talk about. The issue here isn't lying, it's avoidance.
0: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women
1: in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great
0: candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: The, I want to say it again. The issue here isn't lying. It's avoidance. And so when we start talking that this person's lying to me and I can't trust anything they say, that's the place where you want to stop that conversation in your head you are catastrophizing you're generalizing and you're misinformed you're you're going down a road that's the wrong road so what happens a lot in the ways we grow up is, and uh, uh, I've talked about attachment styles before and again I will link to that in the show notes I'm writing myself a note so I remember to do that uh We, when we, uh, there's a, you know, secure attachment, there's avoidant and, uh, anxious that I talk about. There's, there can be more, but for the sake of ease. Uh, and so what happens when people are anxiously attached is they're, you know, kind of running after their partners and can't always looking for reassurance, always looking to have the conversations, always looking to go deeper. And no matter what gets said, they still don't quite believe it. And so, and I'm not sure if the person who wrote in has a little bit of an anxious detachment style, uh, but it sounds it a little, little bit. Maybe not though. Um, But I would lean that way. I say if there was a leaning, so maybe it's secure and and healthy and good with a little bit of leaning into the into the anxiety, the anxiousness. Hence, kind of globalizing or generalizing what all these things mean uh, that her husband's doing. The but it sounds like the husband, and again, I am we are never supposed to diagnose people without meeting them so i am not i am going hypothetical here because again i don't have all the information but i would say that the husband sounds a bit avoidant and avoidance i am a happy recovering avoidant <laughs> and always, sometimes not always recovering because i still like things nice and peaceful and good Uh, and I had years and years of not understanding how I felt about things or even knowing I had feelings or that I should express them or how to do that healthfully. I mean, the only reason you become a psychologist and and become a relationship expert for all these years is because, you know, frankly, I sucked at relationships. So I wanted to get better and I was in my own pain. You know, anybody, any therapist pretty much usually has a pretty screwed up background to want (laughs) to, to want to come and do this. But hopefully if we're good at it, we've had a lot of therapy uh, a lot of training and a lot, you know, a lot of experience and all that good stuff. So, having said that, with avoidance, so I can speak very intimately about us avoidance, uh, we we do, we don't, we do, we sort of manage sometimes people's emotions. We don't have the hard conversations. We don't want to go deep on things because we don't know how to cope or deal. Our tolerance for the uh, for the ex- the for the hard conversations is very low because we haven't practiced them. We don't have experience with them. If we come from these certain kinds of families, if we've been, you're avoiding that that style gets attached to you when you're an infant and a, a young little person. So you've been doing that for decades by the time you're talking to me. And so you have been sort of subtly avoiding these things. And what you learn to be able to avoid and still have relationships and still have people around and still have, you know, a, a, a way that you're social is you learn how to subtly manipulate other people's emotions and or or the situation and you don't realize you're doing it trust me i didn't know i was doing that for years i just thought i was like happy all the time and and uh you know i don't like all these downer people and uh why is everybody making such a big deal out of everything you know so we dismiss um you know if i had back in the day you know if a boyfriend said hey you know i really want to talk to you that's i either broke up with them or (laughs) or I avoided that at all costs. I'd work double shifts. I I'd, I'd go find something else, you know, uh to do so we could get past that conversation. Um I I remember feigning being sick before. I I hey, I did hey, I said I was screwed up, okay? I I I've done work on myself, but I'm talking back in the day. So but that's right how that kind of goes. And so what I see happening is that her husband is avoiding he he is uh he just doesn't have practice at this he doesn't know how to do it so it's not again it's not lying he he's not knowingly deceiving none of that and it brings him his own pain in a way but it, he's a fish who doesn't know he's wet he's never had this intimacy you speak of he thinks it is intimate he thinks it is good he i'm sure if i talk to her in person he i he if i talk to him or her He'd say, why is she complaining? Like, we do good. We get along great. I don't know why she's, you know, all up in arms about this. You, and uh, But I know that feeling on the other side. Of course, I hear what she's saying, that it just feels, you feel abandoned. You feel dismissed. And you're looking to have that connection. It's not there. And again, if you're a little, you know, it's very common for anxious folks to get with avoidant folks. That's a very common um, uh, uh, duo so that's what i think is happening again i'm taking a guess and i'm uh from afar but that's what i think is happening so what i would say is a few things so fear is really the issue in the relationship he's having fear and that's why he's avoiding but he doesn't even know he's got it right you're having fear i would say to the person who wrote this because you see, you know, again, you're kind of generalizing and having that negativity thing, but also you are, are ascribing a lot of meaning to this, and you are afraid. I'm sure, you know, for your own feelings. How oh, can I can't even trust? He loves me. You know, you're doing this whole thing, so it, it gets really scary in there. And when, uh, what do I always say? Fear never helps a relationship. It never makes it better. So I end up with two people in fear, and we're 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 not gonna we're not gonna get where we want to go. So. The first things first is I would say as a down and dirty that you want to focus on what you do want. So the first thing I would have this person do, um, I'm, I'm just going to call her Janet. <laughs> How about Jane? What do we want to call her? Juanita. Uh, something. She doesn't feel like a Janet. That's why I'm having trouble. I'm going to call her Rebecca. I like that. Call Rebecca. So I would tell Rebecca, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to. So, what we want to do is bring him along. What have I talked about over and over? When right now she's in her place and she sees him over there, it's a straight line right now, and she's trying to drag him to where she is. And that's not working. It doesn't work when we do that with our partners. When we're trying to bring them to where we are, you know see things the way we see it uh you know come over to our side whatever you want to call that when we do that the person resists they feel it they can cuz now we're manipulating them we're saying i have the right way to do it you're doing it wrong and you should come over here <laughs> so instead what i want rebecca to do is i want her to go meet her husband where he is so i want her to walk over it's not back cuz he's not it's not someone's ahead of someone else i want her to walk over to where he is and join him there from there i want them again what do i always talk about it's not a line it's a triangle so right now we're on a line i'm over here it's like a tug of war picture a rope between the two people and i'm trying to tug you to where i am and he's resisting he's holding on instead i want you to drop the rope and i want you both to look up (laughs) so You know, you want to go where he is and you want to look towards a new destination together. And you can't decide that you're right. You can't decide that, you know, the only answer that the two of you should get to. All you can do is know that you want more. You want something else. You so what you know, what is it that you want? And where I would start with that, if you want to meet him where he is, uh, is I would start with some very easy questions. And I would do it in a very nonchalant way, like over dinner, you know, or over breakfast even. Don't even do dinner. Dinner's too serious. Over, bre- over coffee in the morning, you know. Hey, you know, or while you're watching TV, go, I just thought of something. You know, I want it more like that. Very, very, very casual. And by the way, I have, I have these chunky earrings on, I'm realizing, which you're probably hearing clanging around. But anyway, <laughs> so just ignore that. Uh, so I want you to remember too that you have to connect to correct so for rebecca to get her man You know where she wants him right already. That's manipulative. We don't do that We but I we have to connect first on an emotional level. So she's feeling abandoned dismissed You can't get to the loving place from that place. So I need her to step in She's the one who's in pain and whoever's in the most pain needs to change first. I say this all the time So this is Rebecca, you know, your man's not in pain. He thinks he would rather you just shut up about this and we we just kept going. So, and I'm not saying that's real, you know, it's pain he doesn't even realize he has, because again, he doesn't know what you could have. He doesn't know what that is. You need to show him. And so if he saw more intimacy, more closeness, more love, more appreciation, that's where, right? That's attractive. I want more of that, I wanna spend more time with you. I am willing to have more difficult conversations maybe when I feel really connected first. But what's happening, and this happens commonly, is Rebecca's feeling, well, I feel disconnected, so I want him to do this thing so I can feel connected. And it has to go the other way, because again, she's the one in the pain right now. Once you do that, by the way, your partner kind of comes along hence the name of my book be happily married even if your partner won't do a thing because when you change behavior other people change theirs that's what happens when you do it consistently over time with a healthy loving intention that's what happens just telling you happens every time doing this 35 years always happens. so again unless you're dealing with a someone with a severe mental health disorder it's always going to happen and there's very few people with that so what I would want to do is say to him, I want Rebecca to say to him, hey, I, I got a question. What do you want to see more of in our relationship? Like if we had the perfect relationship, what would we be doing more of? Start there. And he might say, well, we have the perfect relationship. You know, cop out, right? But let him dream. Go, now come on, we have, we have millions of dollars. We, we've got more money than we know what to do with. the the kids are uh, out of the house (laughs) or whatever, you know, what would you like to see more of? Like, what, what, what are your dreams? Like, what are things, like, not about the relationship necessarily, but in general, you can start general and then get to the relationship. But you can ask again, so depending on what the answer is, you might start very general, you know, what are some dreams you have in your life? What are things you're really excited about that you'd like to do that you feel like we can't right now? Um, What are some things we could just, you know, what could we do? What are some things you could have now in your life that you'd like to have more of that we could make a priority? Um, and then again, what would you like to see more of in the relationship? What kinds of things would, you know, would be so great? If you felt super loved every day by me, what things would I be saying? If you felt really just so appreciative, if you understood how much I love you, cause I do, and it's deep and it's real, what would I be saying? Or you can say, when have you felt the most loved by me? What was I doing? What was I saying? When have you felt the most appreciated by me? What was I doing? What was I saying? All of these kinds of things. Do you see where we're going here? We're looking ahead. We're connecting and we're looking ahead. Again, we're not trying to drag. Rebecca's not trying to drag her husband anywhere. And Rebecca has to stay curious. She knows what she thinks she wants, but what could they have together? And how could they get there as a team? How could they get there together side by side and not with her out front dragging him? Because that means she knows the only destination. And again, he's going to resist if that's how it feels. So you want people, and it's important. He should be part of the answer. He should be part of the solution. That's collaborative. That's a couple. So start, I'm going to tell you, Rebecca, so get your head in the love space. Let go of a lot of this stuff you're thinking about. You will have time later. Think about it when you're really connected. You can start asking, you know, "Hey, I tried to talk to you the other night and I noticed you didn't want to talk. What what are you afraid is going to happen in the conversation?" Or maybe there's a way to set up conversations again after this, after this connection, after this kind of, you know, getting ourselves into this different feeling state, uh maybe there's a time to ask different kinds of questions like um uh, or setting yourself up differently, sorry, for the conversation where you say, Hey, you know, I know we're going to talk about this thing. So I just want you to know we're going to, we're going to totally have a great conversation. I am committed to that. I'm going to really listen to you. It's my intention to really listen, to be fully here with full heart. And I really want to hear what you have to say. I really am. And you have to be don't bullshit. People know I am curious. I want to be curious. And I am curious about what you think about X, Y, or Z. And that is how you get to where you're trying to go. And again, let go of the outcome, stay in the process because what you want to know, because again, our outcome isn't seen yet. When I say where you want to go, yeah. Because where you really want to go is connection. That's That's where Rebecca's trying to go. She's trying to connect. She wants to feel understood. She wants to feel appreciated. She wants to feel connected to this man. That's what we're trying to do. So if you can have that in a moment, In that very moment, and there will be with these kinds of questions and this kind of thing, absolutely there will be. And you grab those little moments and you start building on those moments. What happens though is people aren't connected and they're trying to jump into the deep end of a conversation and they haven't learned to swim yet. So again, you got to kind of bring this along, but you don't bring it along by having the conversation in little bits and pieces (laughs) where instead you bring it along by starting with connection. Starting with where you do want to go, starting with so what we're doing is we're we're allowing the uh, some of the avoid avoidance a little of the exact topic, that deeper topic that Rebecca's husband can't even get to yet. He doesn't even know what's going on. So how is he supposed to uncover it? So instead, we're just working on that connection, and that's how both of you start to open up a little, start to see things a little differently. And for sure, you start to see yourselves as a team, a shared resource, a team. And from there, we can do anything. We can move forward and do all kinds of things. So that's how you develop the trust. That's how you shift the focus. And that's how you stop the avoidance. So I hope I answered that well for everybody. I feel good about that, actually. <laughs> I I like where that went. I hope you do, too. And uh, that's it for today. So as you know, you can send in your questions to Abby at abbymedcalf.com. And uh, like I said, I will answer them here in the Ask Dr. Abby segments, which are happening kind of every other week in the podcast, uh, in the Relationships Amazing podcast. And make sure that you uh, get my book, Support Our Girl Here. Uh, No, I hope you get the book. I'm really proud of it. And I hope you check that out. And at the very least, please, please, please do leave a review. And if you check me out on Audible, leave a review there. And that's it. I'm really excited about I'm loving season four right now. I am in love. I I'm in love with you. I am in love with season four. I am in love with answering this question. It feels so good right now. And uh I'm really grateful. See, I get all teary when I do this. I'm really grateful that I am you allow me in like this. It 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 um It brings me great joy. That's it. Remember, I love you and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected hopeful confident that's always my goal so if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi let me know what the podcast is doing for you anything you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com how simple is that and the second thing i want to say is if you like the podcast you're gonna go crazy crazy for my book my book is really good i'm really proud of it You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win.